0: Where you going, no man? You got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come t a Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Surprise <laughs> We're here today,
1: we weren't like by moss, but uh <clears throat> Yeah, there were some things that happened this weekend, so we said, we got to get our butts into the studio. So you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Home Homeroom is on Rumble, and he's on cinnamon rolls, deluxe cinnamon rolls. So
0: I found something better than out. donuts.
1: You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free, I did it, you can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube today. If we don't get <laughs> left today, I will be surprised. <laughs> Normally, we just do that on Wednesday, but then we're playing catch with fire the podcast today. <laughs> after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just go look for the road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's theroad to Concord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at Joe at the road to Concord.com. He's a little slower out now, but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. I meant to do that this weekend. Yeah, you need to get on that. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335, but only for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known listeners. If you wish to call in, you must be a known class member that has participated in the chats on a regular basis. You can then request access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. But warn them. Joe is an acquired taste. You're going to find that out today. This show is listener sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising. You'll find out why. So you are not limited in the content we provide. With that said... We ask for your participation on a value-for-value value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page. Cinnamon the show roll descri- Yeah, we may have to change that to cinnamon roll. Lipid. Oh, man. The show Better than donuts. Show the and the comments in the other
0: streams. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't on there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You'll soon realize we not might be the smartest. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Wow, we actually have people watching us. Yeah. Hey, before we even get going, hold on, Charlie. Don't go nowhere. I'm
1: not going nowhere. So
0: I was told I got to get in shape. Yeah, it's Charlie. I've been told my <laughs> wife always oh, yeah, got to get in shape, got to get in shape. This I tell her, man, round is a shape and I'm in it. <laughs> And it takes a lots of calories to maintain round, man. You got to eat like, I, so I'm working out all the time. And then Charlie brings these, oh my gosh, caramel glazed cinnamon rolls, just ooey gooey messes of just, eh. and I just want to let you all know if you, if any of you see BB today, you tell her I'm on my diet. I wanted to have three, <laughs> but I only ate two. See dieting. Diet, there
1: you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Garfield used to say die is just, you know, diet is just die with a T. So, yeah, I am on caramel cinnamon rolls today. Oh, my good googly moogly. All right. And I was on the jazz before he brought me sugar. So oh, yes. he,
1: he was already he was already animated when I walked in the studio. this okay, morning. OK, so this is going
0: to be one of these days where if you don't know me, you're going to think for sure I'm a schizophrenic nut because I am jumping all over the place in my brain. In Do Charter- not listen
1: at one point five speed
0: today. It's not going to work well. It's not, work that well. Will not work. <laughs> it's sound like all the All right. We got to get going. Uh, Charlie told me to slow roll it in case you know people have to catch up, but that's what they got replay for.
1: Yes, and and we already have quite a few people already chimed in. So, so let's
0: let's get ourselves going. All right, I will be throwing in Hugh in here at, at some point in time here, Charlie. So just be ready. Boop. Yep, bloop, bloop. it'll be Hebrew class time when we grab Charlie because we're going to be everywhere today. All right, why the show today? I was going to take Monday off. You know, I was all set to just have a day with BB, my wife, BB, my wife. You know, gummy bear is Charlie's wife and BB is my wife. Gummy bear. No wonder all the sugar comes from your house. Okay. (laughs) Why do I have a show today? What happened on Saturday? Just. Mm. You have a classmate. One of the, one of the folks who listens to us. He likes to tease me. He knows I was a Marine. He says, I'm a glorified secretary. You ask him, what do you you mean he's a glorified sicker? He says, well, the Marine's job is to arrange meetings for bad people with their maker. You know, we just set appointment dates. In other words, we send you to Valhalla or whatever the heck else it is. Right now, the Marine in me wants to go over. I know I'm old and because I'm in round shape rather than fighting. I, I got it. But the spirit's still in this body. There's still a little mean green fighting machine in this body. And I want to go over to Israel and volunteer and tell them, hey, look, man, I was a tanker. Just stick me in the tank. Give me the trigger. I'll send rounds downrange. I want to arrange for some I want to I want to set some appointments for people right now. I am so sick and tired of Islam. What you're seeing today is Islam. Muhammad says, I'm victorious with terror, through terror, by terror. That that Muhammad's words, not mine. Muhammad's. Hey, if you're a Muslim and you're watching today, not gonna be a good day for you. I've read your holy books. I I know yours is a religion of war and blood. And I So early in the show today we found my my deedle button. We found the dump button. I just don't have it yet. I'm ordering it this week. I wish I had it today. Might need it. I am angry. But earlier, you know, I was telling you that the show today was brought to you by Hamas. Well, today's sponsors are Hamas, supported and brought to you by the Democratic Party. Yes, the Democratic Party of the United States of America has got blood on its hands in Israel today. No, they don't. Yes, they do. And we're going to cover that. But they do. This is... mm, I'm... I got a call from one of the other classmates in the class this morning I, I called him but our country our government is evil the united states government has become evil it is the seed of evil in this country and it needs to be disbanded dissolved the states need to call a constitutional convention and get rid of this thing it is it, it is it is the enemy of the people of this country and of the world Let's let's do a little screen sharing here. I'm all in Breitbart today. I didn't have to go any further. Well, oh, it's Breitbart. I don't give a rat's rip. Go read the stories. Breitbart here. Blinken. No U.S. taxpayer dollars were involved in Iran's support of Hamas terror attacks. Lie. Because right here, report, U.S. weapons from Afghanistan ended up with Palestinian groups operating in the Gaza Strip. Those are U.S. tax dollars that bought those weapons. They ended up in the Gaza Strip in the hands of the Palestinians. Blinken, you're a liar. Liar. Lied. Not misspoke. Lied intentionally. And it didn't take a rocket scientist to realize that Obama, through Biden his puppet, left all that weaponry in Afghanistan so that he could give it to his Muslim allies. But Joe Obama's a... No, he's not a Christian. He told George Stephanopoulos, my Muslim faith. That is a mistake no Christian would ever make. Obama is Muslim, form and function. He even said that if it came down to having to choose between Christians and Muslims, he'd side with Islam. He's a Muslim. How do you know, Joe? Because he still breathes. What? Somebody of that high a stature who had renounced Islam for Christianity and then became president, they would have assassinated him. There wouldn't be a Muslim left. They would have sacrificed themselves until the last man to get to him and kill him. Study Islam. Go back and find our class on Islam. We've went over this before. Next story. BBC Hamas spokesman confirms direct backing from Iran for Israel terror spree. Well, that's Iran, Joe. That's not the United States. Yes, heck it isn't. How Biden helped fund Hamas allies before unprecedented Israel attack. Iran. The Hamas allies are Iran. Iran is Shia Islam. The very part of Islam that Obama seems to love. Shia. The militant side. The hard side of Islam. I'm sending you a link right now for this story right here. This story goes over how we funded them in great detail. If you want to read it, read the link. I just threw it into the comment sections. But this story basically tells you it's not about the fungibility of money. It's the fact that Biden administration, the funds that they had frozen, they moved them from South Korea to Qatar. Qatar is the... (laughs) Mm. that's like if I have the money for the mob in a bank that's controlled by the United States government and I lock it down, you know, if the government were, were good. So I got the mob's money in a good United States government bank and I move it to the mobs bank where they launder money, where the mob launders its money. And then I try to tell the world, Oh, it's still secure. Really? Really? I just moved it to your laundering bank from the United States government to the mobs bank. That's what the Biden administration did. They moved Iran's money from a bank in South Korea where they had some control over it to Qatar, gutter, however you want to pronounce it, which is Iran. that's, That's radical Islam. That's terrorist Islam's laundering bank. There's a reason that the Democratic Party is all up in Ukraine. Ukraine was the Western world's laundering bank for corrupt politicians. Still is. Latvia told us this. Beck's people brought you the proof, the actual documents. They published them. They put them out. You can download them. They're on my computer at home. We know what happened in the Ukraine. The Democratic Party is thoroughly corrupt. Through and through and through and through and through. Just as corrupt as the United States. And if you think the GOP is any better, the, the the GOP, the Republican National Committee, the corporation, is in bed with the Democratic National Committee. The, those two are simpatico, kumbaya, kissy kissy. Okay, they're not they're they're kissing cousins, man. They're they're doing more than kissing. They're they're playing house and doctor. The only thing saving the Republican Party from being just as evil as the Democrats are the rank and file Republicans. And that's because the few of you left in that party that got any semblance of morality left haven't figured out that you're on the wrong team. And if you have, you won't do anything about it. Because you somehow or another think that if you keep smashing your head against the wall, this time it's not going to hurt. But this story I linked you to, it goes over exactly how the Democratic Party helped fund Iran. Yes, and they knew what they were doing when they did it. Ex-Trump National Security Advisor Biden's ransom to Iran incentivized Hamas to take American hostages. Because that's what we did. We gave Iran ransom money to get five people back. Gee, where do we have another model of a Democratic president encouraging Iran to take hostages? Jimmy Carter. Mean anything to anybody? Same as it ever was, same as it ever was. (sighs) We never learn. We're stupid people. Remember Elon Musk, he's a great guy because he took over Twitter and he's letting the Republicans talk now, right? Conservatives have a voice. Elon Musk endorses pro-Palestinian terror account on X or Twitter. Gee. Oh, there's another story about how he later deleted that tweet. Mm Mm-hmm. If nothing else, Mr. Billionaire wannabe trillionaire should be a little smarter about what he's doing. At that level, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Biden State Department deletes post calling on Israel for restraint after the Hamas terrorist attack. That post is in there. You can read it. it said, you just spent... Been- just Pearl Harbor, you America. Please don't fight back against the Japanese. I want you to have restraint. Leave the Japanese alone. That's the equivalent. 9 Nine Eleven. You were just attacked. I want you to sit down, Bush. Sit down, America. Don't, 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 don't do anything. Just sit down. It, it, we just need restraint. Terror never. T- in in the story, the post. Terror never solves anything <laughs> except when it's BLM and T. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, well, it's BLM and T for the Democratic Party. Doesn't have nothing to do with them except you funded them. With money that came from that $8 billion that Biden gave to Ukraine. What? Yeah. You remember that money, $4 billion of it came back to the United States, went to a bank in Cincinnati, and then got lost when it was given to BLM. That's been proven. The documents are in the public realm. Thank you, Mr. Beck, him and his people. Those documents were published and made available for download. I got them at home. They're public records. We now know. Biden gave money to the Ukraine, which came back. A billion dollars of it went to Biden. Some of it got filtered around. I think I kept a billion in the Ukraine. So now you're down to what? Two, for, two from set, uh, eight, rather, was is six. And something happened to another two billion of it. But four of it went to Cincinnati. And from there, it went to BLM and Antifa. Do so you remember when I said that, you know, if you capture the money from Iran and you put it in a bank controlled by the United States government, it's got to be a good government because otherwise you're just giving it to the mob. Well, the United States government is the mob, folks. I could, I could put, I could put the entire United States federal government in jail under RICO statutes right now. Yes, actually, you could. But the fact that we haven't had a DA in any state attorney general file charges on that ground, hey, DeSantis, are you listening? Shows me that the states aren't as serious as what they claim to be. You can file. Ch- well, the Constitution says the Constitution only protects the president. When he's doing his job, he's not doing his job. He is currently. This is treason, folks. We're still at war with our with uh, Islam. We've been at war with Islam since the founding of this nation. What? No, we haven't. Yes, you have. Do you know his? I'm a marine, right? From the halls of Montezuma, that's war in Mexico, to the shores of Tripoli. You know where we get that from? Barbary Pirate Wars. Yeah, but those were the Barbary Pirates, no, those weren't Muslims. Have you looked up who the heck the Barbary Pirates were? They were Muslims. What were they doing? They were taking Americans hostage to get ransom from the American. Hey, wow, there's a pattern that hasn't changed any in a long time. Yo, Mr. Adams, I want 80% of your federal budget if you want your Americans back. Okay, here you go, Mr. Muslim. Take my money. Jefferson said, enough of that, John go over there and slice some he- some uh, barbary pirate heads off. Where do you think the Marines get the name Leatherneck from? We had big old collars that come up to the back of our heads made out of real thick leather so that the Muslims couldn't whack our heads off with their swords. Those who don't know history. No, you're not doomed to repeat it. You're doomed to live the life of an infant for the rest of your life. Ugh. Death to Israel, death to America, Iran throws a street party to celebrate Palestinian terror spree. Gee, Charlie, first time you got to be thrown into the mix today. Put your microphone on there, Holmes. Don't we have a prophecy, something or other, about how um, the people of the world will dance and give gifts to each other over the deaths of the two witnesses?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. Who are the two witnesses
0: here? Death to Israel, the House Ah, of Israel, Israel. death to Israel. Uh, Israel, the house of Judah,
1: the house of Judah in America, the greater and lesser satans. The house of Ephraim.
0: Does this oh not fit gosh. the pattern of that prophecy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Because the two witnesses are the two churches. They're, they're, they're the two branches, the two houses, the two, mm-hmm. the two kingdoms, the northern and southern kingdom.
1: Oh my gosh. That's
0: right in Jeremiah. Yes, it is. So anybody who wants to take it up with Joe, Joe, you got that wrong. Go take it up with Jeremiah, who's speaking for who? Yahweh. So, you take it up with Yahweh. Thank you, Charlie.
1: So, thank you. I'd never made that connection. Oh my gosh.
0: (sighs) Watch pro Palestinian groups party and dance in London and over the deadly terror attacks in Israel. In London, radical Muslims in the West join to celebrate Hamas terror attacks. Care. SJP, American, American Muslim groups, back Palestinians after the terror attack in Israel. Who was the number one visitor to the Obama White House? CARE. What is CARE? It's an unindicted co-conspirator in the whatever the heck it was trials down in Texas. In other words, they're terrorists. Why weren't they indicted? Because they're buddies with the Obama at the time. So Obama was not going to indict his good old moochie moochie buddy buddies who are in bed with Soros. We'll get to that in a moment. Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes. This is new name, Joe Patrick. Henry. (laughs) I've had a couple of Democrats tell me that that's the founding father. They think I most resemble is Patrick Henry. He was only the firebrand of the revolution. But you got care in America. They're a terrorist organization, a known terror. Well, before the FBI decided that American patriots are terror. Hey, wait a minute. If you choose Team Satan, those people who are claiming America as its founded, they might still be apostates, but they're still trying to claim to the truth. The the truth of this thing, they are going to be the enemy because they're on the team Yahweh, or nominally. At least they're not against him. And Jesus said that if you're not against us, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. Well, at least we're not scattering, trying not to, trying to follow the law. So no wonder patriots are the enemy of our new government. It's like our classmate said, our government is at war with the American people. So, yeah. Nolte, Democrats tolerate those who celebrate savagery against Jews and children, Jewish children. This is true. This is absolutely true. Report Democratic Socialists of America to rally, cheer Hamas, terrorist attacks on Israel. Democratic Socialists, a.k.a. Communists, a.k.a. Progressives, a.k.a. Democrat Republicans. Republicans are not progressives, Joe. Newt Gingrich, I am a Wilsonian realpolitik progressive. Why won't you take their word for it? Woodrow freaking Freaking Wilson. Wilson. And John freaking Dewey. If you don't know history, Harvard students stand with Palestine, Palestinian terror attacks after their attacks on Israel. So Harvard students? Oh, nothing to see there, man. That's just the Ivy League schools who run your country. Where were the Ivy League schools set up as a training for the uh, ruling elites? Who did that? Oh, wait a minute. You got your mic on, Charlie? we ready? Woodrow freaking freaking Wilson. Wilson. Progressive. Who said that progressive means American communist? Hold on, we ain't done with this yet. We're gonna get political for a little oh yeah, yeah. Cornell West likens the US Israel to Hamas, calls terror attacks on Israel civilians resistance. Resistance? Then he's on the enemy's team. Come on the board, Aaron Spikes. Why do you think there's a flood of military age men coming across the border? Yes, I know, because they're getting ready to invade this country. I know that. I'm well aware of that. I got it. I understand. Folks, that book right there, that's that's the book. If you can't see the board, this is Unholy Alliance, Radical Islam and the American Left by David Horowitz. 2004. Four. 2004, almost 20 years old now, fully documented, public references. If you have not read this book and you're a political monster, this is your next book. If you're a political animal, political creature, this is your next book. Don't read anything else until you've read this. This tells you how the Democratic Party is in bed with Islam which would explain to you why they leapfrogged over Hillary and went to Obama. Yes, exactly, Aaron. Gentlemen, prepare to defend yourselves. You have been playing a game of cowboys and Muslims for a while, but we have neutered the cowboys. They're all out playing Brokeback Mountain. So we ain't fighting the war. All right. That's the quote-unquote secular side of this show today. Secular. That's not secular, not if you understand spirit war. This is just as much spiritual as what you... All right. I'm going to start showing you a few things. We'll see whether or not you track with me, folks. Yes, I am pissed off. I am angry, but at the same time, I'm calm and controlled. I am. I know it might not sound like it's, it's, it, there are two people within me. If you know me well, you know that's the truth. And no, I'm not schizophrenic. It's just, it's the flesh man and the spirit man. The Yom Kippur War of 1973. Charlie, throw your mic on. We're going to need you in a minute. The sporadic fighting that followed the Six-Day War again developed into a full-scale war in 1973 on October 6th, the Jewish Holy Day of Yom Kippur. Really high, holy, special day, isn't it, Charlie?
1: That is the most holy day on the Jewish biblical
0: calendar. Okay. Now, the Orthodox Jewish calendar, this was a double Sabbath this last Saturday. There, were, there was, was another, there was a Sabbath on a Sabbath.
1: Yes, two Sabbaths combined.
0: All right, what was the day they were celebrating this time? It's the last great day is what some people call it, but it's the final yes. congreg- great congregation.
1: Yes, the final solemn assembly following the Feast of Tabernacles. It is its own feast.
0: Right, and it's a Sabbath. It is. And it foreshadows eternity. It does. And they attacked on that day. Fifty. 50- yeah. Years almost one day later than 50 years to the day. 50 years. <laughs>
1: 50 years. Why does the day, number oh 50
0: gosh. rhyme in your head, Charlie? Joe,
1: you don't realize what you just said.
0: Well, explain it.
1: Okay, 50 years. If you're talking to a Hebrew, they're immediately going to think about a jubilee. And a jubilee is the year of release. I mean, normally they had, every seven years they had a, a time of release of debts and things like that, but the Jubilee year was special in that not only was it a year of release, but it was a year that they went back to their inherited land. Yes. All of the land that belonged to the tribes, they could sell and such, but it would come back to them in the Jubilee.
0: Not just the land, everything that had well, been taken well, yes, comes back. Everything,
1: yes, but I mean, I'm, I'm specifically talking yeah, about land for the a land. reason here, but when you talk about 50 years in a day, and you equate that to what happened here, because that extra day has significance in prophecy, because that is the day that follows the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's a single-day feast, mm-hmm. and it's the eighth day, so it's it's, it's eternity. It's tied to this seven-day shmita period,
0: mm-hmm. and when you what, oh, the, the I jubilee, see what you're seeing because the jubilee it's, it's is forty-nine shmita. Yes, it's seven one, Shemitahs plus, plus one. Plus one. I see what you're looking at. This the ties biblical in. patterns here, folks. the pattern s- is there, reading. Joe? The, patterns the lights are, are going screaming. off in
1: my head like you wouldn't believe right now. This is prophetic.
0: And it is screaming at us. Screaming.
1: If you understand it from the biblical. If
0: you watched view. our, stay with me, if Charlie, if you watched our special, our series on Schofield's understanding of Daniel's 70 weeks, this is the same pattern. Yes. It's the same pattern he was given in a week. One week, then a series of weeks, then a final week. That's the whole thing with the Shemitah. You have seven years of Shemitah, seven times seven, 49, and then you have one more. This is the pattern of the, this is prophetic.
1: And this is laid out in our feasts as well, Shavuot. It's 49 plus one. It's seven Sabbaths plus
0: one. Now, people will tell me, you know, you're, you're, you're a Jew, Joe. You're, Your beliefs, you're going back to the law of Moses. No, I'm not. I'm going back to the way. The way. And the feasts are part of the way because the prophetic. The reason that the Christian church doesn't see any of this is because you have gone to Christmas and Easter. You have left the moadim, the appointed yes. times. The spirit in this world will try to change the Torah, Torah. the teachings, the teachings. way. And the time, the the appointed time, the Moedin, and he has. And I'm not telling you it means you're not going to make it to heaven. What I'm telling you is it blinds you to these things. So if I take 73, 50 years ago, 1973, Yom Kippur War, 50 years before that, 1923, what's going on there? The Jews are starting to return to the land. Okay, now if I go to 1967 and I go 50 years before that, that's 1917. That's the Belfour Agreement that sets up the pattern to allow the Jews to start returning to the land in 1923. 50, 50, 50, 50. If I go 50 years back before 1917, I will land on the first meeting between the Christian and Jewish churches where they tried to start bringing the two back together again, Ezekiel 37, putting the two sticks back together, and where the first talks of making a Jewish holy homeland back again start being... 50 50 50 50 jubilees 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 gonna bring me to something else for you and charlie has read this so i don't want you going anywhere charlie the oracle the jubilee and mysteries unveiled the pattern of the jubilee that jonathan khan sees i don't care if it's landing on the jubilee year that's not the point although some of this does it's the pattern of the 50 and the return of that which had been lost and taken away. Did this not shock the Juber's uh, out of you, Charlie? Oh, yes, yes. That, I mean, it, he over and over and over the and over again is
1: there over and over and over. And it's again. 50
0: years apart. Yep. And it always returns something that has been lost. Yes. Well, guess what, folks? You're living through it again now. I'm a little out of sequence here, but the Hosiah okay. Manifesto, his newest <laughs> book, this one, this one here, his newest book. We're going to come back to this one.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for it. You're
0: you going know. through the Jubilee again now with abortion.
1: Yeah, well, You are. That's correct. Abortion That's was correct. ended 50
0: years yes. to the to day, the day to the from day when it started. From when it started. Twice. Yes. yes. Yep. He goes over that and it is connected to, it's connected to the plague, COVID.
1: Yes, it is. Yes.
0: Because there was a plague in Israel. Back when Yehu or Jehu or whatever the heck his name was, when he's purging the Baals from from the valley of Gehana from where they were Mm -hmm. sacrificing the children of Moloch and Baal, there's a plague. The pattern is there, and that's why we're doing this show today. The patterns are just absolutely nuts. They are screaming at us, and we're not seeing it. I don't think you've read this one yet, Charlie, The Mystery of the Shemitah. I have
1: but that's on my list.
0: This is the seven-year Shemitah we were just talking about. The seven-year, every seven years, you're supposed to have a year of rest. We don't do it. So the Western, quote-unquote, Christian world has been smacked with financial meltdowns every seven years. It's a seven-year pattern going back almost 150 years. And he updated it over and over and over and over and over again. And if you look at
1: Bible prophecy... The exiles from the land are tied One year to them for every
0: keeping the Shemitah. Yes, they were punished for not keeping the Shemitah because it's a Sabbath. It's a biblical-demandated Sabbath. Now, I had a discussion with a brother of mine last night. He's, he's a Protestant minister in St. Louis area, and he and I have a dis- d- dispute over the, the seventh-day Sabbath as opposed to Sunday. Seventh-day Sabbath was commanded by Yahweh forever and ever, amen, in Genesis. Yep. It's got no—if you follow Yahweh, that's your Sabbath. We'll go over that again in the future. I don't want to fight about that today. Yep. That's it's a covenant the pattern. Seal. Yes, it's the patterns that I'm looking at. The patterns. That's a Hebrew way of thinking. You have to look at the patterns. So we go and we ignore the Shemitas. And we ignore the Jubilees. So, what happened to the northern tribes? That's what one of the the last reason they had been doing all that, and then they started with child child sacrifices. And then what happens then? Isaiah 9, the harbinger, the northern kingdom is warned. It is told, Hey, I'm gonna destroy you. I am going to whistle for the bee of Assyria. Assyria is the heart of Islam. Obama was a Muslim. How many times did you see pictures of him with bees flying around him? And Yahweh says, I'm going to whistle for the bee and the fly. The bee is a symbol of national judgment, of being destroyed. The fly is a symbol of death, spiritual death. So... The harbinger is a warning to America. This is 9-11. 9-11 was a harbinger. What did we do? Did we humble ourselves? Did we return to God? Did we we repent and seek his face again? No, we bragged about how we were going to rebuild. We repeated the exact same stinking prophecy right out of the Bible, word for word. Comment on the board from the Arctic tortoise. What about the ending of the book where uh, Jonathan gave the speech and the events that were happening? I don't even actually remember that tortoise. You've read it more recently than I have. I haven't read that thing since the day it came out, but I remember the, I remember the, the point of the book. Um, and I, I've just read the Harbinger two, not too long ago. We, we, we have, okay. It was pointed out to me. The Harbinger two tells you that we're right on target. We are screwing up in where I live. I live where the ground zero for the hurricane Michael. It was a warning. It was a shaking. It was a harbinger to our region of the country. What did we do? We didn't repent and look back to Yahweh. We it's 50, 50 strong. strong. The bricks have fallen. We will rebuild. We did the same thing. We talk about our own shem, make ourselves our own name. We are being yelled at by the spirit world. I mean, as the trumpets are literally sounding in the sky across the globe and have been for a decade and What's that sound? It must be some sort of grating from the local refinery or something. No, it's a shofar in the freaking sky. Just like you were told in the Bible. And it's being heard all over the world. It, it, it Science describes everything. Oh, Arctic Tortoise says no, the newest book in Cuba. I haven't f- quite finished all of that one yet, Tortoise. But we will come back to it. Um, I'm halfway through it. So we've got patterns the patterns of of the harbinger the the Isaiah 911 we've we've copied that and that's the last warning a nation gets before it's judged and destroyed. We're going to be why are we following the pattern of the northern kingdom? Because we're the seed of Ephraim. America's not in the Bible, Joe. Yes it is. You're just looking uh, got my Bible out. It doesn't say America in here anywhere, Joe. Well, golly gee whiz, man. I don't think Yahweh gives a rip about America. He cares about his people. Ephraim is the leader of the Northern kingdom. Those are his people. Got this little guy that we call the Messiah who said I was sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's in the gospels. Not that we want to pay attention to any of that. Well, yeah, he was sent to the Jews. That's not the house of Israel. He said I was sent first to the house of Judah. Well, if that's, if, if Jews in Israel are all the same, why is he using the language right out of Jeremiah? Because it means something. He was sent to the Northern Kingdoms, the lost people of the Northern Kingdom. That That is re- that's seated here in the United States right now. The Northern Kingdom's prophetic nature is to rest on its own strength and might, its own military and, and uh, economic strength. What is the United States known for? The bull, our own economy,
1: yeah.
0: and our government, and our military, the United States military. that That's what's made us great. And we rely on that more than we do Yahweh. What happened to the Northern Kingdom when they did that? They were getting punished, 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 and then they just got crazy with child sacrifice, like we have done. And Yahweh said, enough, everybody, out of the pool, party over, game over, I'm going to get rid of you. We think that we're going to change that prophetic pattern. But the the Sam Hades heck is wrong with us. So then you get to this one. This is another book. Charlie, I don't think you've seen this one either. I didn't like it. It's the paradigm. But when I read this book, I didn't understand what he was getting at. Now I do. This is Jezebel. This is about Jezebel in our government. Not the Jezebel with the, oh, she's a harlot Jezebel. The Jezebel where she... Ersips she takes away the rightful power of the king where she didn't belong there. Who, who 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 do you think the Jezebel in our country might be? Does anybody think of anyone that might fit the Jezebel? Do you know that she's she's tied up with Yehuda? They're part of the they're part of that story. That's how he came to power. So when all that happens, all of that's going on, What you've done now is because the church has laid down, the church is not doing its job anymore. It's been, hey, come on, come up here. My two witnesses, come on up here. You're done. What do we have now? We've opened the pit. Charlie, you've read this book.
1: Yeah, I'm listening to it again.
0: This this right here is Unseen Realm stuff, bub, by Michael Heiser. This this is spirit world stuff, dude. I mean, oh my good googly moogly. You got no idea.
1: No doubt in my mind.
0: Hold on. Let me just do this real quick. I'll get rid of all of this mess. I'll put Charlie back in here. This is talking about Bale, Moloch and uh, Astra. Astra. Moloch is child worship. Bale is materialism, worship money, worship, and Astra is LGBTQ community, sexual perversion. And when you look into the Astra, the connection to the LGBT community and Stonehenge, Oh my God. What Jonathan Kahn has keyed into Patterns, patterns, patterns. And every one of these patterns, every one of these patterns is step for step, word for word, locked tight right out of this. They're thousands of years old. And the timing. The timing is, is key prophetic. to the Moadim. And guess what we got going on on top of all of this? The Tetrads and the sign of the Son of Man in the sky on another Jewish holy day. All, all of them. And the solar eclipses on when financial collapses in the in the pagan world, in the gentile non-believing world. All of this is biblical, folks. This is the Bible is flat freaking screaming at us. And the church does not see it. As in the days of Noah. If you belong to him and you don't see this. do you belong to him? Then there's this one, the one the Tortoise was just talking to you about, the Hosea Manifesto. The pattern of COVID, Trump, Yehu, Moloch worship. Oh, this one is bringing every book. This book ties everything we've just been talking about. All of Jonathan Cahn's other books are all tied together right here. So, What I'm seeing, countdown, tick, 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 talk. What comes next? Hmm. What comes next is right back where we started from. Don't go anywhere, Charlie. Now we're about to get good. Where did we start with? We started with Hamas attacks, right? Oh, boy. I don't think this is going to let you stay on the screen. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to do this. This is Zechariah 4. Hmm. The golden lampstand and the olive trees. What's that got to do with anything? Nothing much today. That's just to tell you that you have seen the golden lampstand and the two olive trees, the witnesses from the book of Revelation before they're in Zechariah. So are the four horsemen. But there's something else in Zechariah right here. It says, then I raised my eyes again and looked and behold, there was a flying scroll a magia and he said to me what do you see and i said i see a flying scroll its length is 20 cubits which makes it what charlie roughly 30 35 feet long something like that
1: yeah i don't know the cubits very well but uh let's see i think it's
0: the royal cubits 21 inches but a cubit's 18 inches yeah yeah okay so we roughly have 30 feet and its width is 10 cubits now if that means diameter
1: Which which verse is that
0: this is uh five verse two Charlie's going to do a little work for us while we're talking here. I'm going to explain something to you. There's a Hebrew word here behind width, and there's a discussion over it. And we don't know what every ancient Hebrew word actually meant. We have to kind of figure it out. Since it says flying scroll, it would make sense that it's twice as long as it is wide. But if that is actually the word for cast about, a line cast about, that would be circumference, not not width, not diameter. So if that's its circumference, this thing's going to be about five feet in diameter, a little over five feet in diameter. So it's going to be 30 feet long and five feet in diameter. Folks, that's an interne- intermediate-range ballistic missile. Could be. Now, we've got to be careful not to interpret the book of Zechariah with modern understanding. The problem is the book of Zechariah is smack in the book of Revelation, end times battles. Charlie, chime in if you find anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at this. Yeah. Um... We don't have precision with this word, Uh but it's part of part of the meanings can mean a whole extent or expanse. Um, It can mean breadth or thickness of like a wall uh, or it can be a a width as, as it declares there. But we're talking about a cylindrical object. So that's where it can even mean area. So. So the
0: concept of the line cast about is possible.
1: It it is possible. It's within the the context of this verse. uh, So that could be correct.
0: All right. Well, hold on, folks. If it was just that, you could dismiss me. It's not just that. And he said to me, this is the curse that is going forth over the face of the entire land. Now, it doesn't say world. It says land. We're talking about in the Holy Lands. Everyone who steals certainly we will be purged away according to the writing on one side, and everyone who swears falsely will be purged according to the writing on the other side. Now, that's reference to a scroll written on two sides, like in the book of Revelation. And this would be reference to the bowls and stuff like that. Remember, in the Hebrew, it is perfectly fine to think of one thing in two different ways at the same time. It says, I will make it go forth, declares the Lord of armies, and it will enter the house of the thief. And the house of the one who swears falsely by my name, and it will spend the night within the house and destroy it with its timbers and stones. Okay, so the word is going to destroy the house, buildings, timbers and stones, and spends the night. In other words, it goes into the house and it remains. So what you have here is you've gone from the idea of a scroll in Revelation. Now you've got Passover, only this time it's going to go into the house, not Passover it. And it's going to remain, and it's going to destroy right down to the timbers and stone. It's going to destroy the stones. In and of itself, that's not a whole lot yet. Here's where it gets really interesting. Then the angel who had been speaking with me went out and said to me, Now raise your eyes and see what this this is that is going forth. And I said, What is it? And then he said, This is the ephah going forth. Again, he said, This is their appearance in all the land. And behold, a lead cover was lifted up. An ephah is a what? About a ten-gallon basket, if I remember right. If yeah, I'm
1: yeah, it's a measure of grain. So. Right,
0: but it's roughly say a ten-gallon size container with a lead lid. Yeah, it's probably about right. And this is a woman sitting inside the ephah. Okay. Oh, I don't know about that. At this point, I'm going to drop the scripture. We'll come back to it in a minute. Charlie, you're on stage. Okay. There's another possible word here, especially if we're looking at the original Hebrew without the vowel markings. Okay, Explain to people more. what this might possibly mean. Let's see, and try not to get too technical I'm, with them.
1: I'm going to try not to, but I do want to, if, if I can, if this will work. I don't know if this.
0: He's trying work. to bring up other screens for us here. Okay, there you go.
1: Can you? You can't see my cursor though, can you?
0: Not on that one, no. Okay.
1: All right. If you if you look here, this is this verse in Zechariah, and if you go down to where it in the Strong's numbers it says eight hundred two e. All right.
0: Yep. Almost the middle here.
1: And you see this word here now. You, if if you don't woman. know if you don't know Hebrew, this won't make any sense to you. But as you look at the word there that's in Hebrew, it has the aleph, the the <clears throat> sheen, and a hay.
0: Okay. Those are three those, letters those of the are Hebrew. Those are
1: the three letters. And then underneath it, and it's probably hard to see on the screen because these yeah, dots are so small, but underneath the Aleph, you see a single dot. That's what's called a hirik. It's a vowel in the Masoretic vowel pointings in Hebrew. I know this is technical, but just stick with us, stick folks. With this me. is a big deal. What some people have proposed is that this, this may be a scribal error or omission because if you put one little dot underneath that dot it changes that from a hirik to a tsere a different vowel instead of isha it changes it to esha
0: so instead of woman it becomes what
1: it becomes
0: fire all right now if we're writing in the original hebrew without the vowel markings you could get either word without what yes
1: if you were looking at a torah scroll you will not see any vowel markings at all. Right. You will only see the the consonants, and you only know how to pronounce those by tradition. By so here's how you get woman the Hebrew word.
0: Right. So now here, if you're a, you're a good you're a good devout uh, Maserite Jew, and you have the original scrolls, and you're writing the the vowel markings and and you come up to this, I have a basket, and I have a choice. I can either put a woman in there, or I can put fire in there. Who well, puts it, fire in a basket? Exactly. So it seems strange to them either way. They the basket up. But they chose the woman instead because they didn't understand any of this. So if I have a 10 gallon basket with a lead lid and fire inside it, and let's keep going now. This is the ephah. says, and behold, the lead cover, and this is a fire sitting inside the ephah. Then he said, this is wickedness. And he thrust it into the middle of the ephah and threw the lead weight on its opening. And then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming out of the wind in, uh, of, with the wind in their wings, which is, means prophetic language, the, the stirring up uh, of the people in their wings. And they had the wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heavens. So that I said to the angel, Who is speaking with me? Where are they taking the ephah? Then he said to me, to build a temple for her in the land of Shinar, and when it was prepared, she will sit there on her own pedestal. Now, if you take the her away, it's to build a temple for it in the land of Shinar. The land of Shinar is Assyria, the seat of Iraq. What do you have... That's about the size of a 10-gallon basket that's lined in lead that is an evil, wicked fire offering that flies around on 30-foot-long scrolls.
1: Oh, oh, I know.
0: What do I, you think that might be, Charlie?
1: I learned this in NBC school.
0: What, what do we call that?
1: It's a nuclear weapon.
0: Yeah, because it enters into the house. It remains a, a, for a while. It stays afterward. you know, the radiation, and it'll destroy stone. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's just one thing. That by itself might not mean a whole lot. We're going to go back to Zechariah. Now we're going to be in chapter 14, and we're going to jump to verse 12. So now this will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have gone to war against Jerusalem. And their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet, and their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouth, and it will come about on that day that the great panic from the Lord will fall on them, and they will seize one another's hand, and the hand of one will be raised against the hand of another. Judah will also fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth from the surrounding nations will be gathered, gold, silver, and garment in great abundance. And just like the plagues, there will be a plague on the horse, the mule, the camel, the donkey, and all the cattle. That will be in those camps. This plague will affect every living creature. It will rot your flesh off your body. There was no known plague, no, no plague such as this known to humankind until 1945. We have a plague now. Now, does that plague that'll rot the flesh off of your body match up with the idea of a nuclear weapon? Absolutely. Yeah. All we have
1: to do is look at what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's yeah. well documented.
0: So now we have to. I should jump.
1: have my, brought my book today. You didn't tell me to bring
0: it. Yeah, back. I know. Now we're going to go one more passage here. And I'm not going to read this one per se, but this is a prophecy of Gog against Gog and the evaders and destroying chapter 39 of uh, Ezekiel. And it says, On that day, I will give Gog a burial place there in Israel. This is the only section we're going to read. The valley of those who pass by east of the sea, and it will block the way of those who would pass by. All of the soldiers that come against Israel are going to be buried here. So they will bury Gog here, there with all his horde, and they will call it the Valley of Haman Gog. For seven months, the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land, and all the people in the land will bury them, and it will be to their renown on the day that I appear in my glory, declares the Lord God." They will also select men who will constantly pass through the land, burying those who are passing through, those left on the surface of the ground in order to cleanse it. And at the end of the seven months, they will conduct a search. And those who pass through the land, pass through, and anyone sees a human bone, then he will set up a marker by it until the burial detail has buried it in the valley of Haman Gog. And even the name of the city will be Haman so that they will cleanse the land. What are you reading there? You were an NBC guy, uh, Charlie. What did you just read a description of? Yeah, cleaning up after a nuclear war. And your burial ground into a special area, and you have special people collecting them because it's contaminated. Chernobyl. Yes. And there this burial so ground will block understand. traffic. You can't walk through it. No. And if you read the rest of this, if you touch these bones, if you see them and you're not part of this special group, you die. Yeah. The dead bodies will kill you. None of this makes any sense until you put it all together. There's also a passage, I think it's in Jeremiah, where God, Yahweh, says that I will make man as rare as the gold of Upas. Now, yep. we don't know if he means man physically, as in human beings, or does he mean men who actually honor him, as in you're a manly man. You know, you're a, you're a spiritual man, not a beast, not a human animal. We don't know the two. Being Hebrew could mean both. Could easily mean both. And, yeah. Yes. So what I'm looking at in what's going on over there in Israel right now is the very likelihood that this thing is going to get out of hand, given what's going on in Ukraine right now. Very possible. Because Russia traditionally is going to side with Hamas and Iran. Now that's going to have everybody thinking, well, Russia's Gog. No, no. There are reasons for that. Gog is a spiritual thing the battle of Gog and Magog is, is, there'll be many physical reflections of that. You've already had one in 1967 and again in 73. Those battles fit the description of Gog and Magog, except for the cleaning up of the bodies. But there are things here in in Ezekiel and all that still don't make a whole lot of sense, that there's still a few pieces missing, but the pattern's that's what I'm seeing, the patterns. I see patterns. You all know that by now with me, patterns. J- Jonathan Kahn is on to these patterns, man. W- we should have seen something like this coming. Now, this is 2023, right? Hmm. Six years from now, 2029, they're expecting that, what, Pathos or Patmos or whatever, the asteroid to hit us. Everybody's seeing that, and they're seeing Wormwood going hit to the, hit, hit the world. Well, whether or not you realize it, you're getting close to a year that's significant. I, I don't like to predict times, so I'm not going to predict what's going to happen. But sometime between now and the year 2037, we're going to see something huge happen. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to tell you it's the second coming. But I know that the pattern tells me that sometime between now and twenty thirty something thirty seven, something huge that's going to change the world forever, it's going to happen. I know that because I see the pattern. I know the pattern. I trust it. I believe the pattern is right. Every sign I've been told to look for is there in the skies. It, it, every sign I see is in human. It's in the world around us. Everything. Everything is screaming at us scripturally, and we don't see it we're still running around marrying people off and doing our daily business and telling ourselves how good we are in the church. It seems there was a scripture. Set. Yeah. An important guy said that too, as in the days of Noah and, and everybody's like, Oh yeah, man, Noah's just going to be like, nobody believed the flood was coming. Well, when he says, as in the days of Noah, where he stands in the point of time, that's not the only thing that come into their mind. As soon as Yeshua or Jesus or Yahoo Yahoo or whatever you want to call him, as soon as Jesus says, as in the days of Noah, guess what else jumped into their minds? Genesis 6, 1 through 4. And everything else goes on there too. By the way, if you doubt me about the battle of Gog and Magog being spiritual, you need to go back and reread that. That whole passage, Ezekiel 37 and 38. Because God, speaking through Ezekiel, says, that he's going to use this from now on to turn everything to Azel against Azel. Battle of Gog and Magog in the valley of Haman Ra, a valley of a mountain. Oh, wait a minute. What if that mountain is a spiritual kingdom? The valley lays low the mountain. Oh, I'm starting to see things as a Hebrew would see them. Yeah, now I can understand how a valley could be a mountain. That's the valley where the mountain's going to be buried. What mountain? The mountain of the kingdom of Satan. And he's going to turn everything against Azel. Does Azel mean anything to you, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, it's actually Azazel, But yes, yes, it's Azazel. <laughs> <laughs> Who's what? One of the Fallen Watchers, right? So now we have a Fallen Watcher in connection with the name of a Fallen Watcher, the leader of the Fallen Watchers in connection with the Battle of Gog and Magog and the Battle of Armageddon in the setting of, oh, well, yeah. None of this would set off warning Bells in Joe's mind. And none of this would suggest that we should be looking first to the spiritual, then to the physical.
1: Yeah, not to mention that there's a goat that goes by the same name. Yeah, pretty significant.
0: The goat is named after that fallen. Yes, yes. and that goat, it, it that that is the goat of it. It means basically stand in for Satan. Yep. So, yes, Natasha. Um back in the old testament, the sacrifices for sin, the goat was led into the wilderness for Azazel, right? Yep. Yes. That's what this yeah. is all about. The scapegoat. Blame it on Satan. Yeah, she's she's tracking. So there's a show special. We're only gonna do the one hour. But tomorrow? Tomorrow is Teaching Tuesday. We're going to get a history lesson on the whole area that we call Palestine. How did it come about? Because I got a little news flash for you, folks. Israel didn't take Palestine, not even in the biblical times. If you'd read your Bible, you'd find out that Palestine invaded Israel. We're going to have a big old history lesson tomorrow. We're going to try and sort this out so that people have some idea of what's actually going on here. So that we're not going to live as children for the rest of our lives. And then Wednesday, Wednesday, we're probably going to clear the boards on, you know, worship Wednesday. And we're going to start from scratch, Jack, zero. Maybe so simple as to what is this? It never hurts to go back to the basics ever. So that's what we have for you today. Just a one hour show. Not long. Didn't need to be. There's more going on in the Middle East right now than meets the eye. Don't get caught unaware. Don't get caught with your lamp out. Nope. Don't get caught sleeping when the master returns. Wake up.
1: Yeah. And pray for Israel.
0: Please. All right, folks. We love each and every one of you. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.